Welcome to Expounding Universe, Season 5, Episode 1, Prelude to a Sith. The book, Red Harvest, by John Schreiber. The year, the unprecedented 2012. Chapters 1 through 3, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go. Give me a big old teased hair, Darth. I feel like he might be a little on the anime side. He's a little anime. Let me ask you a question, John. How you doing? No, we're not doing that bidding. It's real weird, but I'm still teabagging him. And welcome back to a very exciting expounded universe, the beginning of a new era. Ooh, that's right, baby. It's mm-hmm. a whole brand new season. It's a brand new book. It's a brand new day, because I just sold my wedding to Mephistopheles, <laughs> or whatever. Whatever uh, that was, whatever, uh, that's, whatever that Star Wars, Star, Star Wars, God, yeah, Star damn. Wars man. Uh, he's got yeah, all the Star powers, Wars man, all the powers of a Star Wars. He's bitten by a radioactive Star Wars. <laughs> Is he tough? Listen, Boba Fett. <laughs> he, he's got, got backpacks, backpacks full, full of jets. jets. <laughs> there, there you go. Fine, we got this. We got this covered. It's all gravy now. It's all <laughs> gravious. Oh, our, we're doing that bit too, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna throw in some off the air bits. We got more bits. That we didn't even bring yet. If you want those bits, go to Patreon and hope for it, because we, we didn't record them, so, you know. Yeah, we'll post our bits. We'll, <laughs> just what you've always wanted. The dark fantasy comes to life as John and Jeff post their bits. <laughs> That's right. Go to Patreon and you'll get our bits. <laughs> our hot bits. And then a dog comes out and bites our bits. <laughs> uh, so it's chapter five. We are going to be doing Red Harvest. By, I believe, a John Schreiber. Yeah. Uh, John Schreiber. Uh, Red Harvest is an unusual book to do. First of all, it's from 2012. My God, that's an actual recent... uh, Is that before or after the Disney era? Uh, It's before the Disney era, but like barely... I mean, this is this is one year before we started our podcast. This is this is recent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, does this is this going to count as actual canon now, or no, is the, this, are we still in legends? This doesn't count as canon. This is legends. Okay, uh, but it is—it's uh, a pretty fascinating tale. It's set during the Old Republic. That's right, which, baby. Uh, for all you chronologically minded folks out there, is three thousand seven hundred years before the Battle of Yavin. Yeah, I mean, this one is like three thousand four hundred and sixty something or whatever, because it gives you. A specific date at the beginning, but to, to be yeah. fair, the Old Republic is a long, sprawling series. Oh yeah, it's, there's not really a, a a defining beginning or end to it. The MMO has definitely seen to that, so it it, it covers a large period of history. Yeah, uh, but the, it's going to be a really fun one for us because this is going to be our first time really tackling a book that won't have anyone we've ever heard of in it before. No, nope, none of the main characters from any of the main Star Wars stuff are going to be in there, mm-hmm. and we get to have. A setting that is very different from the main Star Wars setting. Yeah. Because, so, and I mean, even right away when we get into the book, this is, they're like Sith everywhere. They have their own goddamn academy. Like, it's it's a big thing for them. Yeah, the Sith are pretty much just sort of the Republicans of this era and not the secret Republicans. <laughs> that's not true. They have their own country. They're not just fucking with the Republic. I, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't get elected on the bear. I mean, that's honestly what it seems like happens here because we start off at Sith Academy. We're 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 at Sith School. Yeah, and uh, sadly, it's not the Sith Academy on Tython, which I was expecting. I thought this was going to be straight up just taken from the ripped from the pages of the MMO. No, it's 
I don't even remember what planet it is, but it's, it's like, fucking snowing there. It, it's called Ocasio Fauber or something like that. It's got a weird name. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it, but it's not. It, it's a brand new academy and not the one from the games uh, where you would start as a level one Sith. Yeah. So instead of taking place on like a weird red desert, you're it's Odysseus Faustin. There you go. Ah, uh, Faustin. Uh, yeah. yeah, get it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the nice thing about having a whole civilization of Sith is that they really have to kind of lean into the dumb names. Of course you do. So but, uh, we get a lot of that here. Yeah, that's the best part about Star Wars is what are the dumb names we're going to come across this time? So if you're wondering what the heck the Old Republic is... Uh, there are, it's the Republic, but old. <laughs> exactly. So there are about three video games that are set in the Old Republic, and a few books and, and a couple other things like that. Uh, notably, the games are Knights of the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic 2. Knights of the Old Republic 3, mm-hmm. Tokyo Drift. Yeah, and those are the three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, two Knights, Two Old Republic. <laughs> the Republic of the Knights. That was a weird one. <laughs> There's one that's just called Republic. It's all grim and gritty and grounded. Yeah. yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Everything sucks. Everything everything just sucks all the time forever. Uh, yeah. Me. <laughs> oh, grumpy. Me. Knights of the Republic. Ooh, electric boogaloo. Knights of the Republic. Ooh. No, it's Republic. Ooh. It's one word. <laughs> the Republic goo. Yeah. The Republic goo. It's one word. Oh, yeah, my it, Republic goo. There's a G in there. It's still one word, though. Don't keep, you keep making it two words and I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not comfortable with this Republic goo? I yeah, no, I am, but only when it's a single word. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, John, how familiar are you, familiar are you at all with the Old Republic? Uh, I mean, I, I played setting. the MMO a lot. Yeah, and uh, I played a little bit of the old Kotor games, but not a whole bunch. They're hard to go back and play now. Yeah, because that was the problem. I missed them when they were current, mm-hmm. and then Steam was like, hey, do you want to pay us like $2 for KOTOR? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I want to check that out. And I tried to go back and play it, and it was just like, ugh, can't. It is very hard to play nowadays. If you were playing it back in the day, you're like, oh, shit, this is my jam. This is amazing. Look, they're actually doing moves when they swing their lightsabers around. <laughs> oh, D20 rolls are being displayed at the bottom of the screen for some reason. <laughs> But, but now it's it's a tough time. Yeah. That that first that first Kotor game actually uses like a world's the or a WOTC D20 engine. Yeah, it's very weird. It's it's hard to get used to. I think by Kotor 2 they had lost that license and so they had to invent their own little engine for it. Uh <laughs> and it could. It was so cute. Their little their little engine. They did such a good job. They get a pat on the head. Uh And then of course the MMO is just the the actual World of Warcraft ripoff that everyone who complains about fourth edition D and D was looking for. <laughs> like, if you were like, "Where's that for that that ripoff of of uh, World of Warcraft?" Here it is. It's it's just this. Yeah. Well, there was a time period where basically every MMO that came out was just a carbon copy of World of Warcraft, but two years beforehand, mm-hmm. because you have to start development so far yeah. in advance. <laughs> so by the time it came out, World of Warcraft had figured out two years worth of good shit to add to the game and. This game was like, uh, well, we have Jedi, yeah. which was more than enough for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Because I, I mean, played the hell out of that game, too. There was a, a bunch of shit in there that was like, oh, well, I'll play it because it's some fun Star Wars nonsense. And, you know, uh, they changed very little, but enough that you were like, hey, this isn't technically World of Warcraft from two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, look at these old tank mechanics. Uh, I remember these. Hey, everybody remember all of these mechanics? But uh, honestly, the the, the uh, MMO, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, 
had a lot of great ideas in it for an MMO. Like it had the whole, you can pretty much go through the whole game as a single player with a whole bunch of teammates who join your your ship and stay on it. Yeah, you don't really have to deal with other people at all, which is the best thing in an MMO. The best thing in an MMO is knowing that other people have to look at your dumb mount that you have, but also not not having to talk to them. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Being like, I can take up space. I can take up real estate in your game, Mm -hmm. but I don't have to fucking deal with you. That's the best part. I, I played the I played the crap out of the MMO too. It was it was good. It was well designed and fun, and it's still out there. They're still cracking out expansions for it and so on. Yeah. Nowadays, all your cool uh, allies that you used to have on your ship are like dead. Yeah, that's a shame. I know it's rough. I miss Gus Tuna. <laughs> uh, or, I miss Bumblebee Tuna. <laughs> so, so there you go. That's uh, the other thing about the MMO was it kind of established that the uh, the universe of Kotor was basically just the universe of Star Wars, but instead of being silver and black, everything was bronze. Because it was like, ah, there's also an empire and a republic, and look, they're fighting, and one's guy, one side has good Jedi, and the other side has bad Jedi, and the Empire builds ships that look surprisingly resembling to TIE Fighters. Yeah. I mean, especially given that you're like, what are you? Oh, I'm a smuggler in the Republic. Boy, howdy, do I have a Millennium Falcon. Yeah, it's 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 a not-Millennium Falcon. It's like a Willennium Pigeon. And also, you get a Wookiee. Yeah. You get a Wookiee who hangs around on your ship, and his name is Bodar. <laughs> Bodar Fett. I played a lot. Of, Smuggler was my main on on a Re- Republic side, so. Not me. I was a dumb trooper. Oh, that's a good fun one, though. You get all those jingoistic dudes in your ship. Yeah. That droid who's like a loudspeaker for military propaganda. I love Jingo Droid. He's the best. <laughs> Jingo Bot is my favorite companion. Yeah, I played I played the hell out of a, uh, a smuggler because it was... I played the smuggler who was like big on backstabs with a shotgun. Yeah. And I loved it because she thought everything in the world was the funniest shit. So the whole fight was just her laughing at the opponent while she kicks him in the knees and shoots him with a gun again, again, and again. <laughs> Punch. <laughs> Shoot. It was just, it was weirdly like psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, enough of that. That's just establishing that we kind of know what this, this setting is a little bit. A little bit. But that doesn't mean the characters that we're going to know or recognize are going to show up. I didn't see like Satel Shan or... Or any of the other names, or, or Revan, or anything like that, show up in here. Yeah, there's there's no like Darth Voodor who is here <laughs> to be Dar- Lark Scorewacker, <laughs> Darth Vidar. <laughs> no, there's none of that. But even for the characters from the actual Old Republic, I didn't see any of those. No. So you, you won't hear us talking about Darth Malgus or whatever, or or that that Ewok that you can get in to join your team. That Ewok, Teak, or something like that. I forget. Anyway, we start. In some school, and it's fight day. Yep, and uh, our main character for this first chapter is Nictor. Wim Nictor. Hell, I barely knew her. <laughs> so so Wim Nictor is just sort of a pushover chump for Sith guy. Yeah, I uh, mean, he's, he's a just generic academy student. He's not exactly a standout guy. Yeah, he's not very good at anything, but he's been scraping by all this time. And we get a little look into the mindset of what it is to be a Sith uh, student in this era. Like, his parents scrimped and saved to send him to the, send him to the academy. It's life-changing. It's basically a big deal if someone gets to become a Sith. It's just like joining the the Jedi uh, would have been in, in the modern era. There's just more Sith around, and, they're, and they're, their school sounds like it sucks. Yeah. Well, they're trying to turn these kids into Sith. Mm-hmm. So you're like, all right, well, all I do is train and meditate and I can't talk to anyone because if I make friends, then 
they'll just stab me in the back because that's what Sith is all about. And you're like, man, this sucks. It just doesn't seem like a very good idea to have a whole school full of these folks. It seems like, like if there was ever a call for smaller classroom sizes, it would be for a Sith Academy. Oh. You just need a couple of kids in there so they're not just constantly plotting against each other and then eventually uprising on the teacher. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what they want. They're like, oh, good, because if you do that and succeed, then you're strong. <laughs> I guess, but I mean, I, maybe they just don't need that big of numbers. Like, if they want all these kids to graduate, they should keep them apart, away from each other, because yeah, they're they, going to kill each other. They don't want all of them to graduate. They, they don't only want, want the best. They don't even seem to want any of them to graduate. Oh, yeah. But, okay, so it's fight morning. It's, they're there for, for uh, blade practice. Yeah, it's fight o'clock. Yeah. And the blade master is yeah, here to Lord Shekwath. Ah, uh, Shekwath, or something like that. I think it was Shekwath. Or Sheth Whack. Yeah, might have been I'm Chef Sh- <laughs> Whack. I'm Chef Martin Whack. Ah, Chef Martin Whack, and I'm here to talk to you about my copper pots. Yeah, it's uh, it's something like Sheth Whack or Seth Sheth Shirthwork or something like that, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember. It's it's He's not an important character. He gets his name mentioned once. No, he's, he's just the Blade Master, mm-hmm. and everyone's gathered around in a circle, and the way it works is you can... As an apprentice, be like, okay, uh, I'll go into the circle and challenge someone. Yeah, and everyone knows that this is the morning when the when the scary student Luska is going to come out and challenge someone. Yeah, Luska is the number one student. He's like, oh, everyone knows he's the most badass, and he gets like special preferential treatment by the Sith and. There's even talk that he has private meditation sessions with Lord Scabrus. So Lord Scabrus is apparently the big bad of this book. I don't, I don't know, maybe, but, but, uh, but that's that's a terrible name, right? I mean, it's not just me who thinks that a, a Sith name needs to have at least one syllable or or consonant or something removed. So you're you're wanting Lord Abrus? I, I want Cabrus. Lord Scabra. Uh, yeah, Lord Scabro is, is actually way preferable to me. Wouldn't you prefer Darth Scabro? Yes, Darth Abracastabra. <laughs> I mean, I'd be fine with that, too. I'd also be okay with Lord Gabbo. <laughs> Lord Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently this kid has secret meetings with Darth or Lord Scabrous. It's whispered in hushed tones. Yeah, so... He's the ultra badass, and I don't know why it's supposed to be that he's going to challenge someone today. Like, it it doesn't seem like it makes any sense. Like, it's already very well understood among everybody who's present at this meeting that he is the best swordsman in the school. Yeah. So there are a couple people that are like, oh, they could probably hang with him. Yeah. Like the other best swordsman. But this doesn't seem like it's going to build him a whole lot of rep or face if he shows up and beats up underclassmen. Yeah, if he just shows up and is like, all right, it's time to fuck bitches, everyone's going to be like, yeah, obviously. Oh, good. Is it cruelty practice day? That's That actually kind of makes sense for what we do around here. Yeah. So, sure enough, this Lusk guy shows up, and he's basically an anime. Uh, he's described God, as having his... He really is. He basically... He's described as having dark green hair that's pulled so tightly back that it makes his eyes slanted. And he's got... Like silver eyes that sparkle with ambition. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh god damn it! Get out of here, you anime <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, he, uh, Lusk has a has a friend who is just a woman who doesn't do anything in the in the uh, entire uh, book, but say his name and then an honorific right after it. Uh, every time she says anything, it's just Luskkun. 
for 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 decades. Like that's all she ever says. Yeah, good. Yeah, so that's so. I feel like he might be a little on the anime side. He's a little anime. He gets smarter if he touches his glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everyone around this circle is, of course, wearing the academy attire that they've got to wear. So uh, it's all just very anime. It's just a just a high school anime, and now this guy is going to show up for the sports tournament. Sith, 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 Sith. High school. That's what we're seeing here. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, Nictor is like, all right, who's he going to pick? Is he going to pick this guy or this guy? Those yeah. are the only ones who could possibly hang with him. He lists a couple of names like Jura, Ostrogoth, and uh, Scopic. Oh, Scopic. Uh, and also Rat. Yeah, which just turns turns out to be real weird to me because Rat is just a shitty '80s hair metal band. I know, but it would make a great Darth. Like I'd way prefer Darth, Darth Rat over Darth Scabrous. Yeah, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give me Darth Twisted Sister, dude. Darth Rat would be amazing if his Jedi robe had like tour dates on the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, give me a big old teased haired Darth. And have it be Darth Rat, and it'll be great. <laughs> that would be a great character. I would watch that guy get eaten by some kind of Sith zombie. Some kind of Sith zombie. No problem. So yeah, Lusk stalks into the into the uh, meeting. Apparently, Lusk doesn't even have to go to class or anything. He just disappears for days on end. But he's still the best student. Oh yeah. Uh, so when he pops in, he's looking around the room, and everyone and our our guy Nim Wichter is like, "Who will he challenge? Anyone he challenges would be wise to simply turn it down." They'll yeah. lose a little face, but that's that's okay. That's how this works here. Yeah, the last three people that uh, Lusk has fought have either uh, like gone to the infirmary and been ultimately super fucked up, or they have just like left the academy because holy shit. Yeah. So Lusk animes his way in and stares around for a while, and then he goes, "Wichter, I challenge ye." Nictor. Nictor. Wim Nictor. Not not Wim Nictor. Yeah, you just said the same name twice. N- Nim Wichter. There you go. Okay. That's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. Did I say the right one wrong? Or the wrong one right? <laughs> Which one? How, how'd I do? How, how am I doing here with my dumb Star Wars names? <laughs> Let me ask you a question, John. How you doing? Uh, no, we're not doing that bit again. <laughs> That's not happening again. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. But, but seriously, though, how are you doing? Wim Nictor is... <laughs> Uh, responding to this, basically like, oh, well, fuck me, I guess I'm gonna lose all of the prestige that I, like, the little that I have managed to gain, because God knows I don't want to get my shit pushed in by this guy. Yeah, so he's basically, like, all set to kind of take a step backwards like, and bow All out. I need to do is just, like, lower my head and step backwards, mm-hmm. everything's gonna be fine, and then he looks up and says, yeah, I accept. Yeah. Yeah, he was all set to go into kind of a uh, defensive, submissive posture and lightly <laughs> present scrape his butt. Yeah, present his butt. <laughs> Make soft cooing noises. <laughs> but then he goes, "I accept," and he's like, "What the hell? What? what, what? No, I don't. Fuck! What the shit? <laughs> you've you've betrayed me, Mouth." <laughs> yeah, and everyone in around the circle is like, "The fuck are you talking about?" And Mouth's like, "Of course I betrayed you. I'm Corey Feldman." <laughs> ah. Uh, eh? Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, oh, shit. No. Okay. Hold on. I got to I gotta not do this. And then he just starts walking into the circle. He's like, oh, f- oh fuck. Oh, fuck. Lusk is controlling me. Yeah. It turns out Lusk is very, very good at Sith business because he's he's straight up has control over uh, Nictor's... Wichter's? W- w- Nictor. 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 He straight up has control over Nicodemus's mouth and his, his uh, body actions. So he is... A very, very good Sith. Oh, yeah. 
Like, this is very much here to show you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Lusk is like, without even having to do the whole, like, I hand wave and do some nonsense, he's like, oh, I just fully possess your shit. Yeah. So then they start kind of fighting. Like, uh, Lusk takes a swing at him with the practice uh, sabers that these guys use. The practice blades used by the Sith sound horrible. They have like nerve damaging little electricity spikes and shit on there, and, and poisoned spikes, and poisoned tiny micro spikes all over them. Basically, it's like a titanium rod that has little needles all over it, and the needles will like hit you with some sort of like nerve poison or something. Yeah, it's like being smacked with a frozen jellyfish. It's fucked up. And it's, I was like, all right, well, yeah, shit. I guess that's bad. Might as well just use sticks of poison oak. But, uh, yeah, so they go with that, and, you know, Nictor gets a few parries in there, and he is just screaming in his own head. He's like, oh, fuck me. Fuck me in the ass. Oh, God. This isn't good. This is real bad. And then all of a sudden, it describes some stuff taken straight from, like, Wikipedia about how uh, Lusk fights, because it's like, he drops seamlessly from a Makashi defense into a form four as he does a cool backflip. Yeah, he backflips over me and slaps me in the back of the neck, and I am definitely fucked up. Yeah, he gets bleeding from his arm. He gets a big cut on his arm that causes him to drop his sword. And then uh, Lusk holds the blade to his to uh, Nictor's back and is like, now, take a step backwards. He's like, push your neck back into this sword. And he's like, uh, please no. Well, I guess I'm a gonna. I don't want to, though. Yeah. So he's looking around at everyone who's just watching this happen, and he's like silently cursing everyone. He's real grumpy. Yeah. And then suddenly the hold on him drops, and he manages to like run out from the circle. Yes. Yeah. He he has definitely lost a lot of face. Uh, although I feel like you can't lose that much face if you get beaten by the best swordsman in the school, who's like a secret evil Sith already. Yeah. It's just it can't. It, I mean, sure it happened, and everyone's gonna be like, "Haha, that happened to you," but still. Like, it's understood. Yeah, I mean, even if I was like, oh, I'm a, like, upper middle pack mm-hmm. of the Sith Academy. Like, I'm doing good. Unlike Nictor, who was like, I'm kind of shitty. Yeah. Even then, if, like, the super ultimate badass came in and beat the shit out of me, I'd be like, yeah, obviously you did. You're the best. Good yeah. job. This you did target it. is worth no honor. Yeah. <laughs> Grats. That that did nothing for you, and it really shouldn't do anything for me. Did you want to camp my corpse while you were doing this? Uh, you're just going to sit there teabagging me? Uh, well, okay, yes, I am. I mean, obviously, uh, yes. Yeah, of course. Duh. Actually, I'll probably have one of my random anime minions do it. <laughs> Minion, teabag him. <laughs> okay, boss. <laughs> now, don't use actual teabags. Oh, <laughs> sorry, boss. All I got is chamomile. <laughs> I ain't got no testicles, what, what? <laughs> yeah, all I've got is chamomile where my testicles should be. <laughs> I'm that kind of alien. It's real weird, but I'm still teabagging him. <laughs> <sighs> all right. So, yeah, Lusk is Lusk is victorious. <laughs> Nictor, is, Nictor is defeated, and that's the end of chapter one. By the way, that minion's name is Elan Teabagiano. <laughs> Teabagiano. <laughs> Well, I feel like that's a new character we have. Well, <laughs> that's just the kind of alien what's I is. I, I come from Teabag Planet. It's the 1920s there. Yeah, I'm a nosy. <laughs> I've got a big spirit, no testicles. Extra, extra, I got chamomile for testicles. 
<laughs> oh, you want to watch my dance number? Here we go. <laughs> I'll ring ding dingly do. <laughs> hey, mister, how about a smile? <laughs> how about a hey, Penny? <laughs> uh, uh, chapter two. Yeah. We, we've changed we've changed uh, central characters because uh, Nictor was very obviously just there to be defeated in the first chapter. Yeah. Uh he's he's not he doesn't have legs on him. Uh, oh, he, sure he does. He's from one of them legs one of them species that ain't got no legs. He's a hut? Yeah, he's a hut with uh with chamomile for testicles. <laughs> uh no, he's he's just he just isn't going to be a major character. Like there's no way. No. I he's, mean, when you first start out, you're like, "Oh, is this going to be our main character?" And you're like, "Oh, no, you're the example." Yeah, yeah. He's he's uh he's the Reese Witherspoon. Wait, no. Uh, what? Drew Barrymore. He's the Drew Barrymore. There you go. There we go. I got it. <laughs> it's the Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> I meant he's the Reese Witherspoon of... Uh, yeah, he's the real Kira Knightley. He's the Reese Witherspoon of Cruel Intentions. <laughs> I wasn't talking about Scream. You don't know. You know. Uh, you've never seen movies. Uh. <laughs> he's the Selma Blair of Cruel Intentions. It's the Selma Hayek of Cruel Intentions, in that he is not in it. <laughs> <laughs> I am similar to Selma Hayek in that regard as well. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, so instead, we focus in on Jura Ostrogoth. Yeah, and Jura is, I mean, I would say, one of, like I was saying before, one of those, like, middle-upper tier mm-hmm. students who's like, ah, I'm not, I'm not bad like Nictor was, but I'm not exactly running around getting special treatment like lusk yeah like if, if this was anime type stuff then then lusk is definitely you're like sasuke and this is a more of a neji you don't know what i'm talking about do you no do i need to translate that i mean i know sasuke academia? and i can i can translate in my own head to what neji is based on the name neji <laughs> oh he's he's actually a real badass yes he dies but he's he is a real sorry spoiler alert oh spoiler for, alert for episode like 1300 of that fucking good show. god you know that i was planning on sitting down and watching every episode of the shitty anime naruto don't forget the uh, that's that doesn't occur in naruto it occurs in naruto, Sh- naruto shippuden so be ready to oh that doesn't occur in naruto shippuden that occurs in boruto <laughs> nothing occurs in boruto <laughs> my son's name is also boruto <laughs> We are out of Boruto license plates. <laughs> I repeat. Uh, no, okay, so basically he's like a middle-tier badass, is yeah. Jura Ostrogoth. Uh, and he is wandering to the cafeteria uh, and talking to other Sith and seeing it basically... The, well, it, he's not talking to other Sith. The whole point is that yeah. he's like, oh, everyone eats alone. Mm-hmm. If you're here, you eat as fast as you can with your back to the wall if you can get it there. Yeah. Just he, staring at everyone, making sure no one beats the shit out of you. And his food has delivered to him. It is a can of Montreth fruit and what I believe was a, a stringy chunk of, of ch- Mufasa? Yeah, a haunch of Mufasa. Yeah, a Mufasa, a Mufasa haunch. Ugh. <laughs> The, uh, it's actually Mubasa, but no one's reading that. There's a <laughs> <laughs> Lady Black Mubasa haunch. <laughs> yeah, so he's got a he's got a chunk of Mufasa and a can of fruit, and he's just sitting there looking at it. Yeah, he's just got a fruit cup and mm-hmm. a little rib witch, mm-hmm. and they're back for a limited time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's he's just sitting there like, okay, since fucking uh, Lusk decided to beat the shit out of a dude today. He's worried that maybe some of the other upper tier guys are like, ooh, I should beat someone up and then like gain a little more prestige. And because he's slightly higher in the tier, he's like, there's a possibility someone would just be like, hey, it's time to go fuck that guy up for some prestige. Yeah, so he's kind of warily eyeing the crowd, like uh, trying to figure out who it's going to come from and who he can trust and so on. 
and he's looking over his 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 uh, mini allies like Scopeek and Raat and uh, Nace. Those aren't his allies. He the, has no allies. He has here. no allies. You're right. I'm sorry. He kind of almost has Scopeek as an ally, sort of, as we're going to find out in a second. But uh, yeah, so a few of them walk over to his table, and they're basically going to go over some some Sith dealings. They're like, hey, you see what happened to that kid today, that Wim Nichter? Yeah. Huh? And they were like, yeah, we were all there. Everyone yeah. was there. What are you talking That's old news. Who gives a shit? Yeah, no, we, we all saw him get the shit pushed in. Yeah. We get it. And he's like, oh, yeah, but he's... He's gone. He's like, yeah, I assume so. Yeah, he got the shit beat probably. out of him. I assume he's probably in the infirmary or his room. Went back to whatever loser planet he went, he uh, he came from in the first place. Probably something ending in Uin. <laughs> like, oh no, he disappeared. He was in the infirmary one second, and then the fucking Sith nurse left for just a hot second to go do something, and then he was gone. How sad are you if that's your job? being the sith nurse yeah you're like ah i'm all evil and stuff anyway this swelling should go down in a couple of days ah, here have this evil ibuprofen <laughs> i'm going to call your evil parents and have them pick you up i've got this ad evil ah yeah <laughs> pretty good pretty good yeah i liked it now here have a bandage and a lollipop <laughs> get out now I need you to uh, accept this evil lightsaber tongue depressor for a couple of seconds. Uh. I need you to scream, ah. <laughs> but his, and also his name is Arl Jat. Oh, Arl Jat. Yeah, that's a rough one. Uh, okay, so it turns out that, that uh, Nictor went to see Arl Jat to have his arm treated and then also to have that, that hole in the back of his neck treated because the, the stab to the back of the neck did happen and almost severed his spinal cord. Yeah, he was like, if I keep pushing back against this, I'm going to just, like, kill myself. Yes. Uh, so Arl Jat treats his arm wound, goes to check on another student, and then he's going to come back and do the uh, the vertebra wound, which shows us that he's definitely a Sith nurse, because his triage skills are very shoddy. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, you got a huge cut in the back of your neck right at your right at your vertebrae? That's... You know what? Let's deal with that little scrape on your arm. Oh, God. Uh, that's going to take a moment. I'll be back. I got to level up for this one. Maybe it's just because it's the MMO and his big heels are on cooldown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. He's waiting for a chance to get healed, uh, or he goes away. When he comes back, Nictor is gone. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, he left. Duh. Yeah, and this is this is Scopeek, who is saying this to uh, Jarl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jura. Jura. Yeah, Jarl, 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 Maybe we should have gone with a character where, where, or a book where we knew who everyone is, because this because right? I got no idea what any of these dumb names are. Yeah, Scopeek and Jura Ostrogoth are the two characters. I'm going to remember Ostrogoth way more than I am Jura. Yeah, that, that that's probably fine. I feel like Jura is probably going to be an important character. I I don't think he's another sacrifice. I I would assume not. Yeah, so so we might as well get used to him. Scopeek probably doesn't last very long. No, I would assume Scopeek and Rat are not long for this book. That's very likely. Scopeek, by the way, is the only character in the entire chapter or series that we read who gets his species identified. I assume that most of these things are just folks are just humans. Yeah. It doesn't really get met. But Scopeek is a Zabrak, and he's one of the brown Zabraks. He's not even a good evil Darth Maul one. <laughs> he's a light brown Zabrak. So someone got a max level to Zabrak on, on the Alliance side and then made this guy. <laughs> This is someone's <laughs> Sith alt. Uh, and he's super into his whole horns thing. Like, he'll always try to stand with the light behind him and tilt his head a little so that, like, the horn shadows go across his face. He's like, ooh, I want to look as evil as possible. Oh, man, that made me eye roll just now. Like, involuntary. I barfed a little in my mouth from how edgy that was. Oh, yeah. 
This is definitely the kid at the academy who's like, ooh, I'm so badass. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta look down with the light behind me. Also, someone press play on that Twisted album. <laughs> That's Twisted with a Z. My mom let me get a tattoo. <laughs> All Zabrak has tattoo, tattoo scope. That's not that impressive. No, but my mom let me get one. Uh, shut up. Uh, it's a skull. I'm a badass. It's the hatchet guy. Insane clown posse for life. All Zabraks are juggalos. <laughs> all Zabraks are juggalos, but not all juggalos are Zabraks. It's like squares and rectangles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Scopeak is like, dude, I've heard about the secret things that happen at the tower and Jor's like, yeah, dude, we've all heard the dumbass fucking rumors that secret experiments happen in the tower. But, you know, I don't believe that. How much more old news do you have for me, Scopeek? This is starting to... Oh, Disco's dead? Yeah, you got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, uh Scopeeky. <laughs> How about this Kaiser? I don't think he's good for Germany. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, but... So Jor's like, yeah, whatever, though. I mean, Scabrous is wandering around and they're doing evil experiments. Who cares? Uh... Scopeak's like, well, someone should go and find out more information about all this. And Jura says, well, who's going to do that? You are. Oh, no. Yeah. Then we get a flashback. Yeah. So it turns out that uh, the only reason that Jura might actually do what Scopeak would say is because Scopeak has some dirt on him some leverage Ooh, he's got some the librarians he's, on him he's got some burn notice on him <laughs> it seems as though he might have a little psych on him yeah he's got a little bit of a monk on him <laughs> nutty old monk okay so it turns out that when jura had first started the academy he was he was a scared Sith type who was doing his best to just keep his head down and avoid everyone. It didn't work. He got attacked in his room by a giant mega bully of some yeah, kind. Like an upperclassman basically showed up and was like, hey, uh, little lower classman, you are my bitch now. Lick yeah. my boots that have been stomping around in like tauntaun droppings. Uh, I believe ta the word for droppings in Star Wars is poodoo. <laughs> no, it isn't. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I apologize then. Everybody, I'd like to apologize. <laughs> Good, folks. Uh, there's, uh, there's a class action lawsuit on this one, so if you, <laughs> get in if you have to. Yeah, if you have to, mail and you'll receive seven cents and a notice that some lawyer made a million dollars because I said poodoo. <laughs> so get ready, get get line get up, for ready that. for that. Line up, line up, ye to a man and taste of the nacho. <laughs> so, uh, you know, at that point, Jura has two options. He can either lick the boot and mm. just be an ultra bitch forever and no one will take him seriously and he'll probably end up like a whim nictor mm -hmm. uh or he can stand his ground and he does yeah. and that gets him <laughs> just the shit kicked out of him so he stands up and he's like here's what you can do with your nasty shit covered boot and the upper put it class in your nasty shit covered butt yeah and the upperclassman punches him so hard that he blacks out and when he wakes up he's naked and tied spread eagle to a wall uh, with a, with a sock stuffed down his throat. He's on his bed. He's on. I was tied naked to his bed with a, so a sock stuffed down his throat. Yeah. And the safe word is there isn't one. Yeah. Uh, and just as the the uh, upperclassman is getting ready to inflict some more horrible violence on him, he gets scared and starts crying because he's a little kid and he's getting tortured by a big scary Sith. Yeah. Uh, and then Scopeek shows up and somehow knocks the bully backwards and out of the room. I, I assume force pushes force. him. It doesn't say anything about it. No. It's uh, it just says that the bully like flies into the other room yeah and it's a, and then he's like i just bonked him in the head but but he'll wake up soon enough i'm like wait a minute did you did you hit him or did you force push him yeah because 
normally force pushing you wouldn't refer to that as being like hit in the head that would be kind of cool if you could target it in like ragdoll physics people's heads and necks <laughs> around that would be pretty but i i don't think this was happening like it was that that uh goat game what's that called Wait, goat simulator goat simulator thank you that goat game that goat you know game. that simulates being a goat what yeah. is that <laughs> sim goat is it is it called sim goat oh my god how much do i want sid meyer's sim goat <laughs> kind of a little bit a little a little bit kind of a little yeah i mean not not nothing i mean because it depends on what era we're talking about here what's is it similar to sim tower or is it more like a sim ant I mean, I assume it's probably Simant, and it's garbage. Yeah, because Simant is not great. No, Simant was the worst. Yeah, the one nice thing about Simant was that you could control the spider. Technically, <laughs> you could get in that spider and then just get take... up in that spider. Yeah, you could. You could. You could uh, click the spider and be like, control this guy. And it wasn't even a cheat. And then you just every time you saw the spider, you just control him, have him walk over to the red ant nest, and and then get out of him and again. Then fuck him up. Just, just no. You don't. Know, you wouldn't bother with that. That's low tier. You just leave him there, and you he just like, sit there you eating. Fuck him up. Yeah, and he just be like, all right, fine. Anytime you saw him anywhere near your nest, you just walked him back. It was like just an extra chore you had to do. Like, Ugh, fine. Yeah. You go walk over to those assholes. Yeah. Simant was terrible. It was. It took me so little time to realize that you could just control a soldier, walk into the enemy uh, or nest, and kill their queen. Lol. And there was nothing they would do about it. They'd be like, because their ants were too slow to respond. So you'd just be like, all right, kill their queen. Great. Let's move on to the next square of this stupid yard. Lol. Yeah. So moving forward, <laughs> Simgoat. So anyway, yeah, it turns out that uh, Scopeek shows up and fucks up this random bully, and then instead of letting Jura out, he takes pictures of him all naked and tied up and crying on the bed. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the Sith Academy. Yeah. You're not helping anyone out of the goodness of your heart. Yeah. My question is, did he have this, like, video recording equipment on him already? Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I just always wander around with a fucking, like, video camera on me like I'm that fucking dude from... American Beauty or some shit. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, both of us have video recording equipment in our pockets right now. Yeah, but, but that's not Star Wars. I know. Star Wars doesn't really have cell phones, so... No, and, like, the video recording equipment isn't something that someone's like, oh, yeah, I normally have one no, of in these fact, around. In fact, Jura has to recognize what it is. He's like, it's some kind of holocam. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, did he already have this on him, or... Did he go like, oh, wait a minute, I heard that this dude is going to beat up someone else. Let me go get my hollow cam. That's probably what it was. I'm guessing that it's supposed to be that he's kind of a mastermindy type. And he was like, oh, shit, this is a chance for me to build leverage over a, a younger kid who I can actually control. And I'll get I'll get a pet for my entire time while I'm here. Yeah. And so. that's basically what happens. He yeah. sits there and he's like, ooh, let me get a uh, good shot of you crying. Well, and make sure uh, we get your good side, which yeah. is your penis, I assume. Let me get your good penis side. <laughs> Please don't. And now let me get your evil penis side. <laughs> <laughs> well, the species I'm av I'm of has a good and evil penis. It's perfectly normal for us Ostrogoths. Oh yeah. <laughs> now on the other ones, the Visigoths, <laughs> they've got an evil penis and an apathetic penis. <laughs> yeah, and then you got the Neutrogoths who have an evil penis and a healthy penis. <laughs> Uh, this goes on and this goes on like that <laughs> and the beat continues so anyway it turns out that Scopeek has been leveraging this hollow cam that he has of naked crying Jura for most of his school years which is one more reason why Jura tries to stay so low and under the radar yeah he's like I don't want anything to do with you people because the very first interaction I've had here was getting my shit kicked in and then getting blackmailed so pfft, yeah, fuck this so place he's not a big fan but he's like, I guess I am going to have to investigate whatever the heck's going on in the central tower. 
because otherwise you'll show my penis to all these other kids. Part of me is like, all right, but again, who cares? I know. Like if I if that's me, I'm gonna go. All right, back when I was an underclassman, I got the shit kicked out of me, and you took video of it. Okay. Yeah. Really, all you have to do at this point is beat up Scopeek so that even if he reveals it, you're still, I recently beat you up and I can do it again. Yeah. Or, you know, if he does reveal it, then beat the shit out of him and be like, if anyone else wants to try and fuck with me, Mm -hmm. I will beat the shit out of you. Hey, just so you know, just so you know, I am no longer tiny and naked. So by all means, feel free. Now I am large and naked. (laughs) Cometh at me. Uh, By and large, I am by and large. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, so yeah, it it turns out that, yeah, Jura's going to have to do some investigation. He'll have to do some poking around Scooby style. Now, what could possibly be happening in that tower? We're about to find out. Well, let's cut to the extraordinarily short chapter three. Yep. The the end life and times of... Wim Nictor. Is it Wim short for Wimothy, you think? Yes, I'm I'm sure it is. Okay, good to hear. So it's it's Wimothy Nictor. Okay. I just want to make sure because I I, I hate given that we know that he's about to die, I don't want him to go out. Well yeah, him. well I mean his full name is Wimothy Nictorine. <laughs> Wimothy Nictorine. Yeah. And, and and is he human, do you think? We never really established that. We don't, but I, the fact that he gets the shit kicked out of him and is a little chunky bitch, mm-hmm. I assume he's human. <laughs> Well, it could be some species that's a little chunky bitch, like whatever that blue elephant guy is. See, I assume he's human because we never heard anything otherwise. I know. They tell you if they're not human, basically. That, that seems to be kind of the rule of Star Wars novels is, we'll tell you if someone's not human, otherwise you go ahead and assume. Yeah, because otherwise, when we're describing him like getting hit in the arm or the neck or whatever, they'd be like, oh, and right below his weird head tentacles, he was hit in the neck, you know. We'd get that. He got hit in the head like one of those, and his head's one of those tire things like that Droopy McCool character. Droopy McCool. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you not familiar with every member of the Max Rebo Orchestra? I am not. Droopy McCool is the little guy who kind of looks like the, uh, what's that, that Michelin Tire Man, but he's a dog? (laughs) Like, if you had a Michelin Tire Dog, that'd be Droopy McCool. If you had a Michelin Tire Dog. And also he played like the kind of flute you'd play to charm a snake out of a basket. (laughs) Good. Yeah, that's that's Droopy McCool. Uh, he's a, he's a rad character. Oh, I'm sure he's very McCool. I mean, given that his name is Droopy McCool, how could he be anything other than the best? Yeah, I'm I'm sure he is so happy. Yeah, he's super happy. Well, although you wouldn't think it because he's kind of got that sort of droopy dog face yeah. where he's got the big jowls on the sides. He's so happy. Yeah, exactly. That's that's basically what Droopy McCool is all about. And if you if he had been what this Wim Nictor character was, we would have heard about it. Plus, his name would be way better than Wim Nictor. Yes, true. Yeah. The fact that his name is also just kind of stupid makes me believe that he is a human. Yeah. If his name had been like Cowabunga Good Times, then I, I would have probably thought he was another Droopy McCool. Well, I know <laughs> what I'm making for my next game. <laughs> oh, my character's name is Cowabunga Good Times, and uh, he's uh, a fat little Michelin tire dog. <laughs> he's a fat Michelin tire dog, and he is here to rock. <laughs> That would be the best character. Why aren't we playing in some kind of Star Wars RPG right now? Right? Uh, probably because there aren't any really, really good ones. Probably. Yeah. So So anyhow, let's push forward. Uh, Wim ter- Nictor awakens. Awakens. In a cage and bonks his head. With he- a box of scraps. <laughs> He's also in a cave. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Wait. 
Way to just word associate your way into some dumb nonsense that doesn't matter. He's kind of in a cave. You bitch. Ah, uh, come on. Don't be mean to me. No, I don't, will be mean to don't, you. Don't Lick make- my boot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what you can do with your boot. Invest in some. I've never seen you in anything but sandals. Invest in boots. <laughs> it's a buyer's market. The train's leaving the station, John. <laughs> Buy into boots. It's a new century. you got to get in on the ground floor of these boots. <laughs> They're made for walking. I don't think I've ever seen you in anything that could be called a boot. No, why would I ever wear a boot? I mean, because boots would suggest that you would do any kind of working or long-distance walk. <laughs> no, the only the last time I had anything that would be considered a boot was when I was doing construction and I had a steel toe. That that's yeah, that makes sense. All right, yeah, but the, more, most of the time you're kind of a sandals guy. Oh yeah, if I if I can get away with not having anything enclosing my feet, mm-hmm. I'll do it. Yeah, I'm like a hobbit. It's true. He is exactly like a hobbit. He's he's lazy. Uh, he drinks. Yeah, he drinks more beer than you would think he would. Hairy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disdainful of his relatives. <laughs> he's a hundred and eleventh. Yeah, birth- He or- is a hundred and eleventh birthday. He <laughs> is the concept of the one hundred and eleventh birthday. I am very hungover, John. I need you to. <laughs> I need you to respect my my current situation. Uh, good, great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Nictor wakes up, and he's like, what? And tries to stand up and bangs his head on a cage. He is in a tiny little cage in a large room that's so dark and mysterious. Yeah, but there's like a local light so that he can see around him, but he can't see off into the distance. There's like just a little little lamp that's right next to where he is. And uh, he realizes, oh, no, I'm in the tower. Yeah, this is not where you want to be. No, especially not in a cage. No, that's that's the worst possible situation. So he at first he doesn't realize what's happened to him exactly. So he's casting his eyes around the cage trying to figure out what's going on. And he's like, I am in ridiculous amounts of pain. Yeah, uh, I he assumes it's just from the injury he took. He's like my fucking neck and spine just hurt a lot yes and as he looks around he starts seeing that there's a whole bunch of medical and science random mad science equipment on various tables near him yeah there's like uh little jacob's ladders and beakers and Mm -hmm. oscilloscopes (laughs) yeah there's (laughs) there's some tesla coil in the corner for some reason everything just firing off random sparks there's one of those one of those particularly huge two-part switches yeah the ones (laughs) that you have to use two hands to pull down There's an Igor wandering around. <laughs> an Igor. They've got a small infestation of house Igors. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> ah, master! <laughs> master! <laughs> I'm just imagining him very tiny. A bunch of little tiny Igors. Like, <laughs> <laughs> master! <laughs> it's pronounced Igor! <laughs> <laughs> Scuttling for little hunchback-shaped holes in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> just grabs a tiny bit of cheese and runs into a wall. <laughs> One of them runs into the door, into the uh, hole in the wall wrong because his hump is on the wrong side (laughs) turn around and back through it (laughs) uh so yeah eventually his eyes sort of adjust and he sees coming out from the darkness lord scabrous lord scabrous has many fine descriptions his face is a statue of bone and precision he is famous for the peak of his upper his peaked upper lip there's there are a couple points specifically in this chapter where I was like, dude, get a thesaurus. Because one, he starts out with like, there was lab equipment and also equipment here. I'm like, okay, <laughs> use a different word. And then he was like, ah, yes, and Lord Scabbers has a bony face with a bone structure. And you're like, wait, just 
Fucking get a different word. Quit using the same word over and over again to describe things. He's a he's a bony face with a fascinating bone structure that reminds you of the comic character Bone. Also, the other comic character, Marrow from the X-Men, who could control bones. Also, my boner. <laughs> the kind of face you could buy in the bulk aisle at Boney's. <laughs> the kind of face you find in a second-hand store. Raspberry Boney. <laughs> <laughs> also, Jean R- Rene Bonet. Uh, also, Lisa Bonet. Also, right. Boney. Boney. <laughs> Boney from like the the that Leave Mark me Summers alone. Yeah. That is a poll that. <laughs> God damn, that went Wiener, way back. What is that like Wiener World or something like that? An old Nickelodeon crap. Yeah, that that weird T Rex puppet. Yeah, he was a like a T Rex skeleton puppet. And he, yeah, he, I'm Boney. Was... I'm Boney. Leave me alone. Yeah, and the entire rest of that show was just a guy named Mark Wiener sticking his face into face puppets. <laughs> sticking his face into face. Puppets. I'm sorry, I should have gotten a thesaurus for that one. Sticking his head into face puppets. There you go. Bone structure. <laughs> Bone. But it turns out that this dude has super broad shoulders and a kind of narrow bottom, so he's kind of like an inverted, like a like a Dracula. Like a, <laughs> he's he's kind of like a Dracula. Car- he's kind of like a cartoon Dracula, but it always looks like he's smiling at a secret he only, th- that he's thinking of. Ooh, a secret. Ooh, he's and, always thinking of this really amusing comic he read in the paper today. Yeah, it was called- you wouldn't believe the, what Marmaduke got up to. He's <laughs> too big for that chair. <laughs> he got into a situation where a smaller dog would have been appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> he was digging, but ooh, that hole was too big. Yeah, I, I'd say Marmaduke might be the second worst of the cartoon newspaper dogs. After Fred Bassett? After Fred Bassett, exactly. Hey. Yeah, because Fred Bassett does nothing. <laughs> yeah, at least Marmaduke's getting into trouble. <laughs> Fred Bassett is like, hey, everyone. Well, he's, uh, first of all, Fred Bassett, there's no way he doesn't have a charming British accent. <laughs> no, hello. Uh, I'm Fred Bassett. Indeed, I'm Fred yeah. Bassett. Oh, a, a bulldog is coming to visit. Oh, I'll set good. out the tea things. Oh, oh Hello, my good friend. Here, have have some tea. Uh, <laughs> minion, please come over here. Okay, boss, I got chamomile. <laughs> Here we go, Tea Bags of Plenty. That's me. That's my name, Tea Bags of Plenty. <laughs> That's a great character. I come from the planet 1920s. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, hello. A poodle. What news of the London season? <laughs> Tune in next week for another one of these. Uh, I'm looking outside and it appears the weather is mm, unfavorable. I'll stay in today. <laughs> <laughs> Comic accomplished. <laughs> Done. I, he's almost, he might actually be worse than the dog from Mutt's. Oh, yeah. He just does nothing. The dog from Mutz does nothing, but mm-hmm. at least he's there to be like, I've got feel-good platitudes. Who's the best dog in newspaper comics? Oh, the best dog in Is it in Grimm from Mother comics? Goose and Grimm? Oh, no way. No? Okay. I mean, it's probably going to be just an actual regular dog from something like, like you Mark know. Like trailers. There's yeah. just some dog in the background. There's, there's a dog. It's like Mary Worth, and some <laughs> dog shows up, and you're like, hey, cool, a dog. <laughs> Cool, what's up, Mary Worth? I'm advising someone to commit suicide. (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. (laughs) It's this Basset Hound. Mm, Yes, quite tired of it all, really. Yes, well, you know, I am quite bored of it all. Uh, (laughs) Off we go. (laughs) Crippled with ennui. (laughs) Oh, my. You'd think I was French, but no. (laughs) Crippled with ennui. Like a Frenchman. Or a French dog. Like a French bulldog. (laughs) It is true, we are all crippled with ennui. And we're so snorty. (laughs) Sometimes our eyeballs fall out for, like, no reason. (laughs) (laughs) What are we talking about? Man, we got way off topic. The thing I wanted to say was I love that they described uh, Darth Scabrous' upper lip as famous. Yeah. He has a famously curved upper lip. Well, yeah, everyone knows about that famous lip. (laughs) 
First of all, Famous Curves would be a great name for like an old-fashioned strip joint. Oh, Famous Curves? Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, honestly, at this point, it's actually just a well-known gym for ladies. <laughs> but it's famouser than the regular Curves. Yeah, exactly. It's a well-known one. Yeah, it's, it's the one that's great. Yeah, everyone knows the Famous Curves. Yeah, okay. So, so Scabrous is more or less a mad scientist Sith. Yeah. His whole deal is that he treats anyone who's in a cage already as just straight up a subject. He doesn't really pay attention to them or Yeah, or Nictor anything. is like trying to be like, What are you, what's going on? What's happening? And Scabrous is sort of like staring through him and looking around at his equipment and mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah. And that's when Nictor makes the grim discovery. He like reaches back and in his spine and neck are like Little test tubes that have been inserted into his spine. Yeah, he's all full of pipes. He got like six pi- pipes stuck into his spine at various locations. Yeah, Scabrous was just laying pipe, laying a lot of evil super pipe. So he's all full of uh, metal parts that that apparently also have stuff that goes down into his actual spine in them. Yeah. So he's like, oh shit, what is this? Oh no, oh no, what happened? Is this because I lost? And finally Scabrous talks and he's like, ah, Wim Nictor, Wimothy Nictory. <laughs> It seems you've lost in a sword fight today. Oh, no, he used my full name. That means he's very angry at oh. me. <laughs> at least he left my middle name out of it. Oop, I'm sorry, Wimothy Neville Nectarine. Shit, I got to turn off this video game and get downstairs. <laughs> at least he doesn't know I went through catechism. <laughs> Wimothy <laughs> Neville Vincent Nectarine. Oh, no. <laughs> well, good. At least he doesn't know my secret nickname that my kid, my childhood gang called me. <laughs> Wimothy Neville Vincent Applebottom Nectarine. <laughs> Not the apple bottle bottom nectarines. <laughs> so, sorry. Uh you lost in a sword fight today. How cripplingly embarrassing for you. And it, he's still like, no, I mean, that guy's way better at swords than everybody. It's not like I, this is not an unexpected outcome. This was yeah. not an upset. This wasn't like, oh my, I have truly shown my ass here. It's like, yeah, no, the dude who's better than me beat me. No shit. <laughs> Duh. If anything, my big mistake was saying yes to the fight, which uh, I didn't even do. I was, yeah. It was coercion. So he's just like, this is a chance for you to... Redeem yourself. And he's like, oh, crap. Is this another one of those Sith blowjobs? I hate these. <laughs> another one of those Sith blowjobs. <laughs> Them Sith blowjobs in Congress, am I right? Uh, what a bunch of blowjobs. <laughs> blowjobs, but he's dead from Ligma. <laughs> Who's Steve Jobs? <laughs> <sighs> Fine. Ligma Sith. There we go. Okay, thank you. Uh, it t- so... One other thing that, at this point, Wimothy notices uh, lining the tables near him is weird flowers. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of, like, dead, blackened flowers all over the place. Yeah, there's big black flowers everywhere. They look horrible. Uh, There's black roses and hillbillies everywhere you look. (laughs) That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. That's all I ever heard that song as. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Aww. I know it's Hail Marys now. Yeah. Now I know. But I, when I was a kid, I literally thought that was Black Roses and Hillbillies. <laughs> Black Roses and Hillbillies. <laughs> can't bring back what's taken from me. It's very true. Hillbillies can't help you. <laughs> they can't. I mean, they might find some of that Texas tea. <laughs> Black gold. <laughs> Oil, that is. <laughs> so... It, he's like, yes, this is a chance for you to redeem yourself. And then he puts a flower in a thing. Yeah, he puts a flower into a fucking, like, red and gold juice blender and blends it's, it's, that flower up and then shoves the 
Jamba Juice nonsense into the back of Wim Nictor. Yeah, and Wim Nictor's like, man, if I thought I hurt before, I was wrong, because now I really hurt. Man, that ain't nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in an empire of hurt. This sucks. And it turns out that, yeah, this this stuff goes into his back, and then he gets a white-hot pain running up and down his spine, and then he passes out. But right before he passes out, he sees angry old Darth Scabrous using one of his long, slender, sweepy arms to knock all the flowers off the table. Yeah, it seems that the experiment is not going how uh, Scabrous would like. He is disappointed in the results Yeah, here. so all these flowers he had were apparently the wrong kind he of flowers. Like, motherfucker! But the hillbillies can stay. They were useful hillbillies. Oh yeah, the hillbillies yeah. in the background, of course, are small Igors. These mm-hmm. are the small hillbilly Igors. <laughs> The tiny hillbilly Igors. Yeehaw, master! <laughs> They're doing their best to get him married. <laughs> <laughs> I got a cement pond! <laughs> so that's the end of the first three chapters, is the the, the hillbilly Igors. Uh, I don't, what, Scampering I don't know, through the halls. Long discussion about who's the best cartoon dog. Uh, co- sorry, comic strip dog, not yeah, cartoon not dog. Not cartoon dog. Cartoon dog is probably what? Like uh, Ren? Huh? Nah. The, one of the road rovers? One of the road rovers. I don't know which one. Is it the really bitey one or? <laughs> the bitey one. The sheepdog one? I don't remember how the, the, the only one I can even remember the name of is Collie because that's what she was. Collie and Rex. Uh, yeah. And Chomper. Chomper. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, Sheepus. Dilbo. Whatever the sheepdog one was named. And, 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 and Yeah. And then there was spiky be- spiky beef spike spiky bebo spiky bebo yeah. <laughs> and uh underbelly <laughs> and the undertaker <laughs> and also the undertaker and, and dude love <laughs> who knew <laughs> weird crossover yeah. surprising number of road rovers were just mid- <laughs> mid-tier wrestlers from the late 90s uh hey now okay, undertaker is never tier. mid-tier no that's true he's pretty high on the bar yeah but dude love Dude Love is mid-tier. I mean, Mankind is top-tier, but is Dude correct, Love yeah. is mid-tier. Yeah, exactly. Cactus Jack is low-tier. <laughs> uh, where would you put Kane? Kane? Kane's in top-tier. Okay, good for him. Yeah. Okay. Eh, I there. mean, not anymore. He was back in the day, but now that he doesn't have the mask on anymore, no, no one cares. No, yeah. if, if Fred Bassett was a wrestler... Oh, top tier. Top tier, 100%, right? 100%. Ooh, yes. Mm. 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 Uh, <laughs> there John was a Cena. wrestler that was basically that. There was some, like... <laughs> British thing that was like, oh, I'm royalty. I'm the lazy Brit. Yeah, there was some British royalty-themed wrestler at some point. And Fred Bassett's basically just like a indictment of middle-class British British urban life. <laughs> yes, hello, I'm here to wrestle you, John Cena, but first I'm going to consume this frozen pizza I've purchased at Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to uh, be in this match. I think I'm going to Brexit it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, those are the first three chapters. No idea what to look forward to yet. We certainly haven't met the main character mentioned on the back of the, the book. No, the book at the back mentions actual Jedi stuff, so. Yeah. it's like all about some person named Hestizo Trace. <laughs> ah, Hestizo. Yeah, so we're really looking forward to meeting her, I, I believe. But until that time, yeah, there's... The, We've so just far, got a just, lot of Sith business. A lot of Sith business, and I don't think it's going to stop. I think there's more Sith business yet to come. I don't know. I think we're going to jump back and forth, is my hope, that we'll get like a few chapter Sith, a few chapter Jedi, mm-hmm. and then they'll meet in the middle. A few chapter fuck. Sith, a few chapter Jedi. Also, you get a nice piece cantaloupe. Ew, cantaloupe's nasty. Okay, I, w- I also want to say, melon is disgusting. Now... <laughs> <laughs> I was at uh, Halloween Horror Nights 
the other day mm-hmm. at Universal Studios, mm-hmm. and we went to the Krusty Burger to get dinner mm-hmm. because they've got a Simpsons area. Okay, sure. One of the things you can get is a fruit cup. Now, this is always a trap no matter where you go is getting the fruit. Yeah. Only here it was even worse. It was like a plastic cup filled with just fucking honeydew. <laughs> there were like five scattered grapes and maybe three pieces of cantaloupe, and then the whole thing was just honeydew. That is atrocious. That's a that's a war crime. Yeah. I was like, you should just throw this in their face and be like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? I'm pretty sure that's that's against codes of the Geneva Convention, that you give someone that much honeydew. Especially when you're like, oh, I'll pay four fifty for a fruit cup. What is this? A bunch of chunks of honeydew? How about you go fuck yourself? Let me ask you a question, John. Was there even a U in the word fruit, or was it F-R-O-O-T? Oh, no. It was, it was standard fruit. Oh, okay. That's... That's atrocious, and, yeah. and I'm sorry that that happened to you. I mean, it didn't happen to me. I didn't get the fruit cup. Look at me. Do I look like a guy who orders a fruit cup? I figured maybe you had exactly $4.50 to your name, <laughs> and it was like, what's a burger cost here? $4.70, sir. Oh, damn. No, it's fucking a theme park. The burger there costs $15. <laughs> See, I wanted it to cost exactly the amount that you couldn't quite afford. No. $4,002, sir. Oh, no. <laughs> All I've got is 4000 <laughs> And 4,000 pops in, and one of his special powers is he always gets free burgers at Universal Studios. But he won't share them, because he's a bad guy. No, yeah. but that, he, <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, ha now for my 3,072nd power, free burgers at Universal Studios Hollywood. <laughs> my 4,723rd power is free burgers at Universal Studios Orlando. Unfortunately, none of my powers are free admission, so I still have to pay to get in. <laughs> But think of the savings on burgers. Think of it. Because the admission's not that bad. It's the burgers is how they get you. <laughs> the burgers are how they get you and how I'll get you. By the burgers. I'm going to get you by the burgers. Grab you by the burgers. I'm going to get them by the burgers. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. What do you think is going to happen next, John? Well, I assume I assume next we're going to have to check in with the Jedi at some point. I know. We're going to have to eventually meet Hestizo Trace and her black orchid or whatever. Uh, her black lotus that she yeah, has. Yeah, because we've we've established now the villain and that he's experimenting and that he has flowers, and now we have to establish who has the good flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she probably has like one black lotus and, and uh, a mox jet. Yeah, it's super valuable, and that's why th- th- that's what sets up this whole conflict. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's out there hanging out at the Jedi Tabernacle at Pendrel Vale. <laughs> Got that nice little candelabra of Tano Skywalker. <laughs> Oh, all paying fealty to the Sliver Queen. <laughs> the reserve list. Ah. Da, 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 da. So uh once again, that's the the end uh or the end of the first three chapters of Red Harvest. Tune in next time as we do chapters four through six of this thrilling pre Old Republic zombie tale. Indeed. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, oh, I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be exciting. It might just be boring uh, as fuck. Who no knows? Idea. But hey. Who knows what's in here? I'll tell you what's not in here is Han and Leia. So that's that's a good break. Good. Yeah. Thank fuck goodness. Him. Chewbacca might be in here. We're not sure. <laughs> you, you can never tell with if, Chewbacca. It, yeah, he might be in here. But if he is, he's not talking or doing anything. No, yet. it'll be a young Chewbacca. <laughs> a spry young Chewbacca. A lot. Ready to get out onto the business end of some burgers. A lithe young Chewbacca, sprightly and (laughs) well-oiled. The well-oiled Chewbacca, (laughs) just dripping off of his fur. (laughs) Oh, gosh. 
so here's what's going to happen next, folks. If you like what you were listening to, and I can't imagine that you did, but if you did, you're going to want to head to patreon.com slash systemmastery and support us at the $2 level or above, which will unlock more bonus content right here in Star Wars land. No more joking about strip or, stripper websites. We're, nope. we're done with that. That's we're, over. We're back to business. Back to Wikipedia. And that means what we're going to do is go find some great stories for you on Wikipedia and for each other, and then tell each other stories right there on the air Ooh. for you, for you to listen to. We're going to submit those stories for the approval of the Midnight Society. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I will not submit this for approval. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you'll submit yours for approval, but I'm instead going to type mine into an old-fashioned computer like at the end of a Doogie Howser episode. <laughs> Good. <laughs> So thank you so much for listening. Find us at systemmasterypodcast.com or systemmastery on Gmail, Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, all those places. You can you can get involved in our various conversations. Come to our Discord and chat in there. It's fun. We talk about Star Wars. Yeah. If you're uh, already on the Patreon, then you come to the Discord and you get a cool color and special rooms you get to go into. And yeah, you get free bonus rooms with our, with our bits in them. Yeah. Our all of our bits. bits. Yeah. You come see our bits. Bits. <laughs> so they're too hot for the podcast. That's exactly right. Too well oiled and sprightly. <laughs> anyway, once again, that's the two dollar level to unlock the good content here at Star Wars Bonus. Five dollars also gets you our Afterthought episodes, which are our, our new returning show. Yep. Mm-hmm. There so, you go. There you have it. Uh, so thanks for listening, and until next time, I've been uh, what was Elan T. Baggiano, Elan T. Baggiano, and, and I, I love chamomile. <laughs> <laughs>